1: welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Mephese, and with me as always is Devin, getting ready to do the Raw Recap. Devin, how we doing?
0: I'm doing pretty good, man. I can't wait to talk about uh, Raw and uh, SmackDown, man, because we had some good, we had a, a, a good debut, of a returning debut, I should say, on Monday Night Raw, and a yes, damn did. good match on SmackDown.
1: Yes, we did. And you know what? I, you know, usually when we do these recaps, I like to go in order. I mean, we've played around with the format a little bit in we have, different we ways. Have. I'm just going to get right to the thing that I'm most excited about talking about. Let's do it. Let, let's just get right there. So, Natalia. No. <laughs> 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 I would be like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it starts with Natalia. It does, it does, it does. It's funny because you know the last couple of weeks Natalia has brought it started debates for us, and we've gone back and forth on her. So I felt <laughs> like you know just starting it with it with her name would get that reaction. I, I knew that would happen, so I was going for that. But seriously though, Natalia, Natalia started this off. The the thing that I'm most excited about was started off by Natalia, someone who I do have respect for, I have been a little bit critical of. It is what it is. But, you know, she came out uh, basically with her arm in a sling, if I remember correctly, saying, you know, she lost to Becky, but, you know, she has respect for her, and, you know, but she's not done, blah, blah, blah. You know, she's going through this whole thing. And then, (sighs) ah, boss time returned,
0: finally. Did you have to say it like Michael Cole, though?
1: Oh, Well, I'm sorry, but hey, don't spoil hey. the mood. Hey, it's boss time. The, I, and, 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 see, that's how he says it. I said boss time. Now, okay. okay, like it's. Like, <laughs> the, I put more bass on it. Boss time. Okay. Boss All time. right. All right. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> the legit boss herself, Sasha Banks, returned. Yes. Yes. Oh, let me tell you, I love right. Sasha. I love, love Sasha Banks. Like, for me, with the whole, you know, Four Horsewomen, the women's evolution, she has been the standout for me since day one. You know, just something about her, heel or face, she just has it. Yeah. So, seeing her come back, man, I was just like, okay. And with all the rumors and... You know, her being, you know, real cryptic on social media and on Instagram with, you know, basically butterfly things and, you know, feeling like she had been like she's finally free and she wasn't WWE. I'm like, man, I don't know. I don't think Sasha's coming back. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. because I
0: follow her on Instagram, man. She changed her hair. I'm like, oh, she, man, a okay. couple I'm of gonna... times. Yeah. yeah, she
1: went she went from purple to black to black. Blonde, I think there was another color in there somewhere, um, and the blonde I think was a wig. I think that was a homage to Trish Stratus because then she post she posted a picture of her and Trish Stratus almost in like in similar poses, and mm-hmm. I think she said she calls this one the Trish or whatever for that wig, or whatever. So anyway, um, and now, well, I'll talk about that. So in the in her return, she came out purple hair, right? Yep. But I could see there was something quite you could you could tell. The hair was longer than before and you know I'm not an expert on wigs but I had a feeling I'm like this hair and it's and the last thing I saw her the last time I saw her on Instagram it was blonde that was the last yep. one so I'm like yep. man that was quick you know That's for her to change her hair color immediately <laughs> like what, what's going on so you know but then I don't know it's like the Purple. It just seemed longer, like like she really either grew her hair out or maybe this is a wig. So so yeah. I was it like, all right, off. let's see what's going on. Yeah, it looked off. It looked yeah. off a little bit. So she came in the ring. You know, she uh, Natalia is there. She's like, you know, sees Sasha. Oh, okay, Sasha's back, and they they hug, and you know, you can see Natalia say, you know, I love you, you know, and they're sharing this moment, and then uh, Sasha Banks kind of walks like in front of Natalia, but then double back doubles back. And just clocks her. And then she takes Bow. off the wig, blue hair, new look, new color for her, and just goes to whooping boss Natalia's ass. ass. Like, yes, just legit boss, just letting people know I'm back. And just all across the ring, just beating her down. And then, oh, the man came out. Oh, this was great. Yes. this is great because now it's like all right you you it's clear it's it's right there for you yeah the man versus the boss like yes. just let's get this <laughs> started now and earlier in the night Becky Lynch was saying you know she's gonna be coming to collect and she's talking about like i' I'm, I'm gonna she's basically letting people know she's on the hunt and you better get me before I get you so here comes Becky Lynch to protect Natalia, or just to stop the unnecessary beatdown that she feels that Sasha is giving to Natalia, and then Becky gets some too, and and Sasha gets a chair and goes to town on Becky Lynch with a chair. And one of the chair shots caught her a little bit in the head. I saw a Indeed. replay on, on social media, too, which was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she caught her a little bit. She got a little bit excited, but it was what it was. It was a good effect. I don't think there's any any hard feelings or whatever about that, you know, from a behind-the-scenes standpoint. But, um, you know, it, it was just a, a crazy visual of her just, just smashing that chair over Becky's back, you know. And then she's over by the barricade, and she pulls her hair up, and she she was just talking to her jaw jack-in. She looked great in this whole situation. Becky was selling just awesome uh, you just felt it you felt like ooh, okay this is the beginning of what I think Becky needs this you know like Becky has been kind of needing ever since Ronda Rousey left that person that would and that that's not named Charlotte to push her to to be a kind of equal to her right and they tried to manufacture it with Natalia I think Natalia tried her best I think she really did you know for all the the grief I gave Natalia for, you know, the acting and everything and not really being believable or whatever. Natalia tried. She gave she gave it an effort. But Sasha Banks is that is that one. She's the one that can pull that off. Heal yeah. Sasha? Man. Like that that's That's, that's the best just, Sasha. That is that the is, best. That is literally yes. the
0: best Sasha. We've seen it in NXT. We saw a little bit of it when she made her debut when it was part of that uh that fashion called Bad. With mm-hmm. Tamina and uh was it? What's her name? Trinity? Not Trinity. Well, it was uh, it was Naomi. Naomi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. That, Trinity is her real name, so I was calling her yeah. by her real name. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, man. So it was just it was good to see that attitude, man. Seeing yeah. her just first she she first she surprised me. You know, I didn't I didn't expect that. I ain't, I didn't read any rumors or anything about that over the SummerSlam weekend that she could possibly make a debut. So that totally caught me off guard. By the way and then yeah like you was right man like that wig was looking off and then I got confirmation from my, I'm glad I got daughters you know daughters just <laughs> helps you you know in certain situations that was one of those times right there I was saying man that looks off she was like and my daughter's like that, that's a wig daddy I'm like oh okay well yeah
1: that explains it <laughs> yep yep yeah, I mean, I could not tell. I couldn't tell at first. But I'm like, something is weird about it. So, yeah, they your daughter's got it right away. They yeah, did.
0: man. Yeah. And uh, when she came up to the ring, hugged her, and just gave her a mean right hook, bro. Just, yep. Pow! Just like, ugh. And you kind of felt sorry for Natalie because she was just mentioning about, you know, I got a dislocated arm. She kind of set it up, too. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was good on her part on Natalie. She set it up right. Like, you know, I'm coming out here. You know, I got a dislocated shoulder. She was saying she's going to make her dead proud and all of that. And then, man, the boss came out and just spoiled all of that. Then Becky came out and got her ass whooped. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, this is what I'm talking about. Where has the boss been? Now I'm excited for the women's division on the Raw side, man. I cannot wait.
1: Yeah, this is going to be fun, man. I mean, there really isn't much to say about this except I am excited. I cannot wait. Sasha Banks is back. Again, she, she – just the, just the my favorite when it comes to this group of women. I mean, Becky Lynch has grown so much for me, too, that, like, Sasha and Becky are real close to each other. For me, though, it's still Sasha, because just from her from the beginning, even in her NXT days, like, heel Sasha just had so much charisma, yes. and just, like, owned the ring. Her presence was great. Like, you just hey. gotta keep... You can't keep your eyes off of her, everything she does, and then, like, her wrestling has grown so much, too. Like, you know, the meteoras that she hits from anywhere, pretty much. It's just so great you know the, the bank statement submission like she's the total package she just got she's got it she's got it like we talked about with Trish Stratus like if it wasn't going to be Charlotte who else would have been and you you had brought up and I thank you for for bringing up Sasha Banks at that time because yes that is the person I feel like I wanted to see go against Trish Stratus versus a Charlotte who I feel is already kind of in that in that you know upper echelon but, um, you know, this is just all to give kudos to Sasha for coming back. Thank you for coming back, Sasha. Thank yes. you for coming back as Heel and Thank giving you. us this persona because this is perfect and it's going right. to be so fun to watch her and Becky, two of the top women in the company right now going at it. Just, oh, I can't wait. I can't, can't wait. It's going to be man. great TV.
0: Now now I have to listen to Cole say boss time every time. But, you know, <laughs> I have to, you know, just basically kind of treat that as white noise, but I just hate it though, man. You it's just, boss, time. boss time! It's the
1: Dog, it's oh, boss man. time. Oh, it's dog. the dark, Aleister Black. <laughs> 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 yeah, Cole has a way of making anything not sound cool anymore. It's true. Exactly, it's true. man. It, it sounds
0: cheesy. <laughs> it sounds. Just give me more Ronello, man. Just give me. Yeah. Him. Oh,
1: come on, man. That that's not even fair to to Michael Cole, though. Because Ronello, man, that, that dude is a legend at this point. You know, like he he is on another level. He's he's a Jim yes. Ross like. You know, oh, greatest one of the greatest announcers announcers of all time in my heart for for real. Like he but uh, he
0: know how to use pop references at no, the I right know. time. That's why he's so perfect.
1: That's what I'm saying. He's the anti Michael Cole. He's the exact opposite of Michael Cole. That's so why it's not fair. It's like I can't. Uh, it's it's just Michael Cole has no chance if you're comparing them to Ronaldo. Yeah. Like it's you know just, what?
0: Hopefully this could be a good sound Like when. When NXT makes oh. a debut on USA Network, people, casual fans will see, like, who is this announcer? Oh and why is he God. not on Raw? <laughs> I'm like, he was on SmackDown. But, you know, there was politicking issues going on with that, the reasons why yeah. he,
1: he left SmackDown. But- well, I think also, too, uh, my brother actually was letting me know about this. I think he has something... Uh- there's, a, like, a mental health issue. Yeah, he does. There. He does. Yeah, he does. So, for him, being in, in Florida for NXT, you know, at the at the Performance Center and doing those shows, it just, that, and travel and all of that doesn't, it doesn't coincide, basically, with what he's going on internally and, you know, the travel that they have to do if they're on Raw or SmackDown. So, that's the reason why he's not there as well as maybe yeah. some other politicking, too, Um so i I he just I, sucks I, though because he's just so good. He's so good. He's the best. He's the he best is. of all he their is. commentators. There, he's the best.
0: Give me and, it every time, oh, man. man. Every time he 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 is so when he when he watches, he is exciting. He's just excited when he's just announcing the moves. Like, oh my
1: God, Mama Mia! Yep. Oh, he gets Mama Mia chance. Yes. Just on every show. (laughs) Every NXT, you'll hear that happen at least one time. Every TakeOver, you hear that happen. And it's it's starting to infiltrate other shows, too, where where people will say Mama Mia. I mean, you know, I I just, he's great. He's great. Yes. Oh, man. All right. But yeah, Sasha Banks, she's back. It's going to be awesome. Sasha and Becky. Next pay-per-view. Next pay-per-view is uh, Clash of Champions, right? That's right. Okay, so that that's happening. I that think match- in a couple weeks. Happening. Yeah, it's like two or three weeks away. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be fun. All right, so let's see. What else? Um, so going back to the beginning of the show, uh, AJ Styles and Seth Rollins had a confrontation, which was pretty cool. Uh, basically, AJ Styles wanting to challenge Seth Rollins. I thought it was cool. Now, the only thing about this is that we did already see AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins, so you know, for me, it was kind of the the new twist on it was the the OC, right? Him having the OC back in him and going up to Seth Rollins, and, and Seth Rollins had just beaten uh, Brock Lesnar again for the second time now. Um, but uh, it was an interesting. I thought it was kind of cool setting up their main event uh, matchup that was supposed to happen. So it, it was it was a interesting little back and forth but i don't know i I just there was this kind of feeling of like man i I wish we could have seen right off the bat like something new for seth like something fresh and i don't know that like braun necessarily would have been that person but i just was kind of hoping for something a little bit more fresh feeling from this from this segment here um i was hoping we get drew to step up yeah there you go there you go i think that would have been
0: perfect you know like he could have interrupted Seth. Like I got my eyes. He could have said, "I got my eyes on you now." That's what I want. That's my focus to be Universal Champion. Like we could have just kicked it off like that, bro.
1: Yeah, I agree. That there. That you saying that. I'm like, that's what I was missing. Yeah, it was that's it what Drew. you wanted. You wanted your man. That's what I wanted. <laughs> that's what I wanted. One hundred percent. Because it's time. It's time it to see Drew versus Seth. And you know. To me, because the way they booked Seth right now with him beating uh, Brock the way he did, he's booked so strong right now that it's kind of hard to, like I, I said it, the way that Seth had kind of looked half dead, it's kind of hard for me to, to, and then you know, beating Brock Lesnar after Brock Lesnar almost killed him before, and he was like 10% of Seth Rollins. Okay, but hold on. Brock.
0: L- let me ask you this. So the next night he kind of explains himself the reason why he felt that. was, was, was Did that explain the logic or no?
1: Of How he said he was he able to beat Brock?
0: Yeah, he said he, he had this extra surge of energy because of the crowd, gave him to him, he had to <laughs> no, dig deep. No, okay, no, no, I was just man. wondering. No, I was just wondering. Because no. he was trying to, you know, explain. No, no,
1: I, I was not feeling that at all. I, I, look, man, the crowd can be great. You know, when you're there live in any yeah. of these WWE shows, you can feel it. Like if a crowd is behind you, I understand. But come on, man. It's kind of like. <laughs> Crowd fueled extra Popeye strength, you know, he ate some spinach and now he's stronger than Brock Lesnar after Brock had destroyed him the previous two No, no. They 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 over I don't even know, overbooked. I don't know if that's even the term, but like he's just been booked almost too strong in my opinion. And mm-hmm. now it's like we almost kinda kinda gotta dial that back or forget that that even happened in order to accept any of his matches going forward, I think. But Drew, to your point, bringing him up right now. I think Drew is the kind of guy who if they book start booking Drew better, you know, I feel like that will help me with this with like just kind of forgetting that whole storyline and how it kind of felt a little bit too much. You know, Drew cuz and and I want Drew to win. So yeah. it's like whatever happens, however they have to do it fine, just have Drew, you know, go over Seth and I'll just accept it just because I'm I'm a fan of Drew and I want to see Drew get better than what he's gotten. So you know I, know, I can suspend my belief from that standpoint. Um, yeah. For Drew, I will. Right.
0: Yeah, because he he is just he has the look, he has the charisma. He he is he can be the top heel. You know, hundred oh, you know, percent. He could definitely be the top heel. He could actually be champion, man. You just look at him like, man, that's a champion. I actually pay to go see him. Yep. You know, because he just he he just plays that part well. He has a great finisher. He can practically hit it from anywhere, man. That's that's what's scary. That, that's yep. how scary that finisher is. Look how he uh, did it to Cedric Alexander in that damn. I good was gonna match say,
1: just a, it's a great segue to yeah. go into the matchup with with uh, Cedric Alexander and just how that went. So why don't you guys just talk about that a little bit?
0: So as I was ca- I was casually I gotta admit I was casually watching this watching this match. I'm like, oh okay, Cedric and 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 Drew. I'm like, all right. Because so I was kind of floating on my phone a little bit, seeing what else was going on, and then I'm like, you know what? As Five ten minutes in, I put my phone down and I start paying attention because it started getting real good. Uh, I couldn't believe what type. of... First of all, I couldn't believe how Cedric was hitting that his finisher on the outside of the ropes. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot what, the, what was the the lumbar. What was the lumbar check? Lumbar check. Yeah, the lumbar check. How he hit it outside and he just drew kind of sold. I'm like, damn man, that's pretty uh, pretty raw right there. Okay. And then that finisher, how he hit that Claymore was a thing of beauty and how Cedric sold it. Put that little oomph on it, did a little flip to it to really sell the impact of it as he was hitting the ropes and did the Claymore was a thing of beauty. So hats off to Cedric hats off to drew, but that's how you got to start building drew man to show how, how dangerous he is too. And how impactful, how, how impactful that finisher is. And, and hopefully this could be a good start for him, you know, when we we'll talk about King of the Ring later.
1: Yeah, I, I think um, this match could have went real wrong if Cedric would have won this match. Oh, up. hell yeah, hell you yeah. You know, like, I would have been really mad about it. And this might have been an entirely different uh, segment here, you know, just to see Drew McIntyre lose lose and, and you know, for what against Cedric Alexander. I think this was perfect. Like, you build up Drew, and Cedric still looks good because he's able to push Drew to another, to, to his limit, basically. So I liked it for both guys, the way that they booked it. I thought it was smart booking by them. Um, yeah, Drew, you know, going into King of the Ring, you know, which they also announced on Raw, um, I feel like this is, he's one of the guys that I'm going to be looking at. We haven't really, we talked about it beforehand. We haven't really made picks, you know, beforehand. So we don't know who we're going to pick to beat who. But Drew is definitely, in my mind, a person, a great candidate for winning the whole damn thing. Like, that's just, that's just how I feel about it. Um, But yeah, this was a great way to start that off, is by having him beat Cedric, and and this is the beginning of rebuilding Drew McIntyre. I feel so. I'm real excited about that.
0: Yeah, I'm actually surprised. I'm actually surprised who he's. You know, we'll talk about it more in depth. I'm actually surprised who he's going to face first. You know, in the King of the Ring tournament. You know, uh, who's he
1: got? Who's he got in the first round? Ricochet. Ooh, oh boy. Well, I could. I could see. Huh. I can see how they can get themselves out of that one, but we'll talk about that more, but that is interesting because either way, somebody whoever loses that is like, why? like ah uh, that that could have been a final, really. You know, like yeah. that could have been the last match versus. Yeah, he could have been on in- the other
0: side of the ter- on, on the yeah. other side of the hey, bracket. I mean, they're and doing then, raw
1: they- on one side, on SmackDown on another side. I think is if I'm remembering the bracket right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, we'll see, we'll see. But I do have an idea of how they may be able to get themselves out of out of making either guy look weak in that one. Um, but we'll we'll get back. We'll get to to that a little bit later. Um, I want to talk about Andrade versus Rey Mysterio a little bit and see see where your where your heads at with what they did what they booked. Um, anytime I see Andrade versus Rey Mysterio getting ready to wrestle I'm, I immediately get excited, right? I'm thinking, "Oh man, you know, these two guys, they've got history, they've got great chemistry. Yep. You know, they can both go and they never disappoint in terms of their matches." Um, and every time they they go against each other, I'm always rooting for Andrade. I'm yeah, always me too. rooting for him. Yeah. I feel like there's no reason for Rey Mysterio to go over Andrade because at this point of his career it's like what else does he have to prove? Whereas Andrade, like you, you gotta build him. You you have to build Andrade. Um now I was I was shocked that they had a two oh uh victory. You know, and I think Clean sweep. Clean sweep. And I and I, I liked it. I actually yeah. liked it a lot for Andrade. Um, I was just surprised that they went that route. And now Rey Mysterio is kind of using that as a part of a story, which, you know, who knows where they're going. I yeah. feel like they I broke some, down, bro. He broke down. He's like, my family, my family, you know, like that's all he kept saying. And there's some reports about like maybe the WWE wanting Dominic to come into the to wrestling sooner rather than later and be able to, you know, step in. Um, I, I think they're saying he's not ready for that yet, so we'll see what happens with that, but um, I just think it's a great storyline, I think it's great for Andrade to be able to have done that to Rey Mysterio, and I think it gives a, a new wrinkle to Rey Mysterio's character now to where, you know, maybe it becomes more of a family storyline in the, the building of, of Dominic in the future, yeah, you know, as Rey Mysterio is kind of on the "quote unquote" decline. So, what did you think about this?
0: I liked it, man. I I, I like how I, I definitely like the ending for Ray. So it, it kind of just it, it it was this match was uh, like a chapter they just concluded. All right, yep. and now they can just do their own thing. We're probably gonna not, we're probably not gonna see Andrade and Ray Mysterio matches sometime in the for in the future. So that's cool. You know, because now you need to build Andrade. But yeah. Ray, I like how, you know, now he have to basically have to do some soul searching, man. He got to dig deep. Now, I don't know what type of storyline he could have. You know, possibly, like you said, it could do something with his family. Yeah. Maybe with this son, training his son. Because he did say, man, he kept on saying, my family, my family, you know, just my man broke down right there. I was like, damn, Ray. You're going through the motions right
1: now, bro. Yeah, I feel he's, you. He's in his emotions. <laughs> he's in his feelings right now. Bro. Right,
0: man. <laughs> but uh, I'm all excited for Andrade, man. You know, yeah. especially he's in the King of the Ring tournament. So he yeah. got that rub from beating Ray 2-0 sweep, yep. which is not a bad rub to have. Not you a know lot. what I'm saying? Now, Selena Vega mentioned that in the promos. Where, and, you know, when they're doing their promos for King of the Ring or just Raw or SmackDown or whatever or whatnot. And that's going to be a good sight to
1: see agreed agreed man let's let's keep it moving so Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn ended up having a match this setup was kind of interesting and i got really excited and then the ending of it kind of left me like oh man so, so Joe, well, so Sammy Zane, he was talking to the Street Profits, right? Street Profits were doing their thing in the back, hyping up the crowd, you know, being, or hyping up the audience on, at, watching at home, basically, right? Talking about all the matches that were happening and things that were going to happen in the night or whatever. Sammy Zane comes out say, you know, basically, calling out the Street Profits for being part of the machine, for having, you know, just just being hokey and, and doing their thing and, and uh, you know, being critical, like Sami yeah. Zayn is of the crowd, but he was being critical of them. And then I forget what he said, but then Angelo Dawkins was like so, you know, he brings up like Samoa Joe, because he was saying something about... Um,
0: like Seth Rollins, you know. Yeah. Uh, people who
1: came over from NXT and
0: say it's all, all bright lights when they come over. and. But as soon as you get in, you know, it goes away, it fades,
1: fades away and all that. Exactly. And then Angelo Dawkins is like, you like Samoa Joe? He's like, yeah, I like Samoa Joe. And he's going off about Samoa Joe. And Samoa Joe is standing right behind Sami Zayn. Now, this is post um, him being uh, the Roman Reigns thing, right, where Roman Reigns gets yep. hit by the car and he's calling for the ambulance. And so, you know, you actually saw Samoa Joe ha- showing concern for Roman Reigns, and people were thinking, man, is this going to be the beginning of a face turn for Samoa Joe? And Sami Zayn was kind of making fun of Joe, like, look at someone he's crying out there for Roman Reigns, (laughs) and, you know, like, showing all this emotion for Roman Reigns, and then (laughs) (laughs) Samoa Joe kind of, like, let Sami Zayn know he's back there, is that how you feel, huh? And Sami Zayn is like, oh, hey, what's going on, (laughs) man, like, where'd you come from? He's like, yeah, how about I show you, you know, some of that emotion or whatever in the ring. I'm just paraphrasing all this here. But he essentially challenged Sami Zayn to a matchup. And Samoa Joe looked great in this situation, in this backstage segment. Because for what, first of all, it felt like a face turn. It really felt like a face turn. And I kind of think he needs a change, like something to shake him up. And a face turn might actually work because if you keep that edge that Samoa Joe has... But then you say he's a face, then he will go over it. He'll win matches. At least that's yeah. how my, my mind is thinking about this. So if he's he's cutting these promos and now he's finally backing it up, this is this is good. Like this is what Shimojo needs to start doing. He needs to start stringing together wins, talking his stuff like he usually does, exactly, and winning after those matches. Yes. and building himself back up that way. So I was real excited for this, and I knew he was going to beat Sami Zayn. You could, everyone's feeling that. Yeah. You, you knew. I didn't it was gonna know it was going to be that quick though. Man, yeah, he 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 put that man out Short work. immediately. Yeah, which which, and even that was kind of fine. I'm like, ooh, they're really building Samoa Joe. They're trying to make him look super strong now. Okay, but cool. At the cool. expense of Sami Sammy, Sammy Zayn, though. You know what? For some reason, I was okay with it. I actually wasn't mad about it. I feel like Sammy Zayn is the kind of guy that he can get like destroyed like that. But I I don't really think less of Sammy because he got destroyed by Samoa Joe. I don't know. Like, I just feel like, especially this heel Sammy, like, I kind of just want to see him get destroyed because he's just (laughs) so annoying and such an ass with everything he's saying. Like, he does a great job of making me hate him, even though I I love him, but I hate him, you know? So, him getting squashed like this actually wasn't a problem for me. And it was great for Samoa Joe, again, to get a win like that. Um, But then, Samoa Joe goes, you know, don't think I forgot, like, I didn't forget. And he's talking to the people, like, saying this, you know... That, that he still is going to hold everybody, not accountable, because that, that's Sami Zayn's thing. But that he just hasn't forgotten how everybody thought that it was him that did that to Roman Reigns. For that, he will never forgive. He will never forget. So, it's not quite a face turn. And judging by what happened on SmackDown, it really isn't a face turn because, spoiler alert, he actually had some stuff with uh, mm-hmm. Shane McMahon, mm-hmm. which... Would be the total opposite of what I want to see for Samoa Joe yeah. being a lackey for Shane McMahon now. If that's the way they're going to go, which like would be the replacement for Drew uh, McIntyre oh, now. Please, no, no, that would be that would that's, be awful. But that's
0: where we at right now? Uh, yeah, and you said it. Well, you, we talk about that on our Smack. Smackdown. We'll go. We'll get there. We'll yeah. get there.
1: We'll get there. But yeah, man. I mean, Samoa yeah. Joe, great in the beginning. Um, I was great seeing him great seeing him get that win but yeah then then it doesn't look like he, he we're getting that payoff of him you know building himself up at the expense of Sammy Zayn is gonna go anywhere because now he's probably just gonna be you know Shane McMahon's next lackey so we'll yeah, see man. what happens Shane McMahon's stooge like what you man. need
0: boss <laughs> oh damn no you do a man like that what you need
1: boss oh that's the worst
0: oh man that's that's uh, what it is man uh, uh, that's, that's 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 what we are now that's what Samoa Joe is man Ugh.
1: that hurts i swear man i'm gonna
0: change up that intro if this keeps going
1: no i mean I, and i love it too man like that's the joe that i want but i want him to win yes man, he has to i know is to win all right. just
0: ring up some a few wins man just just get just that Samoa joe back that yeah. lethal dangerous man that you know he backs up when he's talking
1: yeah yeah all right so we'll, we'll leave that one at that what, what was a, a moment from raw that kind of stood out for you that you wanted to bring up on this podcast besides what we looked at so far because i'm'm I'm, I'm eyeing a couple matches but i want to have you jump in here and give us one of your favorites you know what i'm gonna talk about a person we haven't seen in a while Robert
0: Rude. Oh wow! <laughs> Even though it was it was a quick match, but I, I just you know the reasons why he was there because he's in in its home continent Canada. I don't think he's from that province though. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Robert Roode. He, he went against No Way well, Jose. I thought you know all right. It seemed like people was into his uh, his entrance and people was giving him. Some oozing eyes, but I, I don't know if that was just because you know that was just the Toronto crowd that was just giving man that home you know hey he's he's from Canada okay but I, I just want to see more from Robert Root. hopefully uh, I don't know is he part of the King of the Ring? I don't um, think so. I don't think so. I don't think, think he's so. In
1: that tournament now.
0: Yeah, yeah, he he should have been though. That would have been a good ad. It would. I see somebody who should have been out, and I would have put Dungeoning. him in. Uh, no, I would have kept him in. I would have kept him in. I would have took Chad Gable out. Really?
1: I would have. I would have. Chad Gable? No, nah, I'd rather have Chad Gable over Shelton. Shelton's done. Shelton Benjamin is done.
0: <laughs> He's done. All right, so let's dig deep on that real quick. Why is he done?
1: Why is, he, why is Shelton done? Just is, man. What the hell are they doing with him? With this backstage segment, where his <laughs> eyes are going all <laughs> like north, south, east, west, what what is happening? Like they they literally don't. I have get a anything. kick out of that, man. No, they asked the question. He he
0: decided just looking everywhere.
1: He's been doing that for like two months now. It's it's over. I know. I, the first time he did it, okay, you're like, what is that? And then he just keeps doing it. And then sometimes they just forget that he's even on the roster. And then he'll just randomly show up to ask him a question. He does it again. Nah, man. He's done. He's done. I have no interest in seeing anything with Shelton Benjamin. If he shows up and he's gonna have a match, he's gonna lose. Like, I just don't I don't I don't believe in him. He's 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 already he's had his time in the WWE. He basically should be a part of the 24-7 championship thing. That's what he should do. Like, go there, be a part of this whole thing with truth and the rest of them. Like, have fun, do comedy. But he's just not a guy that I feel like I want to see as any other champions. Like, I don't want to see him as Intercontinental Champion, as U.S. Champion, as WWE Champion, as Universal Champion. Not even as – in the right tag team, maybe. You know, maybe that. But they tried that with Chad Gable, and it failed. I just, like – I just don't see it. I don't
0: don't even know it failed. I don't think they even gave time for it to breathe. It's like they made them a a tag team, and then what? Yeah. Three weeks later, they're done?
1: But – to, but here's what I'll say though is I can't even really blame them about with that because I feel like even though you say give them time to breathe, you may have a point there. I, I won't. I don't want to. You know, roll over that. Like I think there is legitimacy to that point. But the chemistry I felt, even though there are similarities and there's reasons why you could say okay, they should be a good tag team. I feel like the chemistry was never really there. They were trying to force that. I feel like Chad Gable had better chemistry with Robert Roode than he did with uh, Shelton Benjamin. I will give, like give you that. I give you that. Know. They
0: did have better chemistry. Yeah, uh, with Robert Roode. Yeah. Bobby,
1: against Ch- with Chad Gable. Yeah, and
0: Shelton. That's that's a good point.
1: So, and I like and, and Shelton. He's he just great wrestler overall. Um, you know, talented guy. But I just feel like his time is over. It's just it's just done. You know, like I don't I don't get. Excited like oh man like the idea of a Shelton Benjamin match like I can't I can't see it I can't see a match where I'd be like yeah I'm excited for that one and again the one thing I could see him doing that could probably work really well from now because he's doing the whole comedy thing is going to the 24-7 championship uh, ring there like put try to mix it up with them and become 24-7 champion I think that'd be interesting like, but even that, he's almost overqualified for that because he's so skilled as a wrestler that I feel like any, like if r truth rolls him up and he gets pinned by that, like I don't, I don't, I won't even really believe that that would be enough to beat Shelton Benjamin. But who's so, your
0: current twenty four seven champion now, though?
1: Elias. Who is it? Is it Eli- oh, it's Elias. That's it's right. Elias. That's right. It's Elias. Yeah. Off of that last. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be our truth before, you know, probably before we end this podcast, the way they do it, man, like, <laughs> Literally, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. He's going to break Rick, Fra- Rick Flair's record, Dude, man. He's, he's going for 20. We had, he, we talked he, about this, 20 plus, did, I we think, did. is what we're talking he's about. He's at 12, I think. He's, gonna he's, get he's to going plus. for his 13th. Dude, he's going to have over 20 title reigns, man. It's going to be insane. Yeah, it's going to happen.
0: Who knew, but anyway, that, this- who knew that 24-7 title was going to be like one of the best
1: things for their product. Dude, I I did not see that. When Mick Foley unveiled that belt, I'm like, ugh, what the hell is this? Mick, put that back in the (laughs) bag. Like, no, no one needs to see this belt. But now, R-Truth was a blessing for them for that title. That pairing is perfect. You know, 24 7 Eleven European Championship, the things he calls it, man, is just amazing. You know, and they have Drake Maverick putting his own thing on it, his own comedy edge to it. Um, With his whole marriage, like, allowing the WWE to involve his (laughs) wedding and his marriage in the storyline for the 24-7 championship. Just brilliant, man. Both of those guys. Like, to the point where I kind of, I feel like Drake Maverick is just as important to this whole 24-7 championship uh, success as R-truth. our he truth. Our Truth is definitely number one, but I would say Drake Maverick has gotten up there to where he's just as important.
0: Now. Over the weekend he tried to roll up Elias while Elias was in the recording studio recording <laughs> another album. That that was insane. He was just I think he was over there by the piano and then it was this little short guy with a long black wig and just kind of bouncing oh his God. head out of Elias <laughs> playing the piano and just casually went for the roll up roll up, but you know, since Elias is so built. He, he didn't get the roll-up. He, he barely got a roll-up. He just looked at him and just kicked the dog, st- dog shit out of him. I'm like, I'm like oh, wow. That didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work at all.
1: That's great. That's great. Oh, my God. See, it's like, that's, that's just awesome, man. Like, the 24-7 championship. Yeah. I think certain people, it's like, yes, just just go there. So, Sheldon, yes. add yourself to that. King of the ring, that's not happening. He's losing. He's, he's that's, that's a wasted spot to me. So, Sheldon Benjamin's losing. But you go to the 24-7 championship, uh, uh, you know, a division or whatever they're calling. Like, man, it, it, you could just have fun, you know, and and not have all this pressure or whatever. I think that that even though I feel like he is somewhat overqualified for it, you know, I still think that it might be maybe the best thing that he could do right now in the WWE. So that's, yeah, that's my thing. because it's
0: unpredictable. That's what I like about the 24-7 champions. Unpredictable. You don't know when it, when somebody's gonna get pinned, like, or try to attempt to pin you. So I think over the weekend that was a, a great attempt by Drake Maverick. You know, as a in the recording studio, which I gotta give, I gotta give WWE kudos for that because, you know, I'm a very logical person. I love stuff when it makes sense. So I love when they had a reason for the camera to be there. Mm-hmm. So when Elias was in the studio, he looked in front of the camera and was like, that's why I invited y'all, because we are working on my second album. I'm like, okay, cool. He, he stated a reason why that camera needs to be there. And then, you know, that's when Drake Maver- Maverick went for the failed attempt for a roll-up. It's, it's hilarious, man, if you haven't seen it.
1: Yeah, I got to check that out. And, you know, another thing I want to say is, you know, when we give WWE credit, I feel like I want to name now Vince and say, you know what? Tri- and and it's and it's Paul Heyman too because Paul Heyman is is the executive director, creative director. I don't I forget the title, but I mean it's still Vince has his hands still in on Raw and and SmackDown as well. Mm-hmm. So when something like that positive happens, I feel like we we don't really give Vince credit there. But anytime something is kind of crappy, it's like, oh, man, this has Vince's name all over it. So I feel that the, 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 there's something in me that's saying, you know what, I, I want to give Vince credit when he does something positive. And, you know, we will attach Paul Heyman's name to it as well because they've, they've named Paul Heyman as being part of this, this creative group. So, you know, kudos to Vince and to Paul on the 24-7 championship. I, I guess the 24-7 championship came out a little bit before Paul Heyman was added to the, to the team. So, That's right, maybe yep. more so Vince. Well, yeah, you know, for this it was
0: probably one. more Vince, man. Yeah. And, you know, and it was crazy because we was talking about the, you know, the hardcore championship and, you know, how cool it was when they had that 24, not 20, 24 7 rule applied to it. 7 so, 11
1: rules, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you just never knew. Everybody was just, you know, just, just nervous, always on 10, just, you know, man, when, when is going to happen? So I'm glad they brought that element back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man, totally agree, totally agree. So, yeah, shout out, shout out to the crew, Vince, Paul, Heyman, for continuing it on as it's been, and that whole crew, man, this it's, it's been great. It's been a real real pleasure watching that. All right, so a couple more things here. The uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match that happened, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross versus the Kabuki Warriors. Um, I'm not even going to call them now. I'm just going to say Carrie... Kari Sane and Oscar. I can't call right? Them it. Right. It feels weird. It feels weird, man. It feels it, right, to call man. Them it feel, that. it's
0: it feels wrong to say that. Yeah. The kabuki war
1: like damn. Yeah. Right. It's just such a yeah. It feels wrong. It <laughs> just does. feels wrong. Period. So Asuka and Kari Sane, you know, that team. Which both of them like they they need to end this tag team like immediately going both happen. both of them are just they they're capable of so much more. And I feel like this is a waste. That's just the way I feel about it. I'm watching this matchup, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross as a tag team going against Asuka and Kyrie. Sane, I should be excited about this. I should, because all four of these women are talented. All four of these women are, are, are going to you know go out there and give it their all. And the match itself was was solid, I thought. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a solid job. But it just didn't, There was just, I don't know. I just feel like because I'm still so upset with, you know, with Asuka and, and Kyrie's use right now, or misuse, that I just feel like this this whole thing just feels wrong, and, you know, like I just said pre- previous, like, we're, you know, if we're gonna cast blame, we gotta give credit, so we gave credit to to Vince and to the crew for, 24, for the 24-7 championship, but this is the opposite end of the spectrum, where... You know, you've, you've got these two talented women who, in NXT, had done yes. so such great work. Um, both of them, awesome. NXT Women's Champions. Yeah, like, solo, singles, superstars in NXT. Um, then Kyrie Sane was part of the Sky Pirates with Io Shirai, and that tag team was awesome. And if you were going to bring a tag team from NXT, that was really the one to do with mm-hmm. Kyrie Sane. But instead, you... Put her with Asuka for what reason only that we can say because they're they're both Japanese and you figure, okay, you know, let's just put them together and see what happens. You know, yeah, call them the Kabuki and, Warriors, and the Kabuki Warriors, which is like, really? Like, what, what are we doing? You know, this is it just again, it just feels wrong even using that that name for them. So, um, I, it just sounds know. insensitive when you say it, man. Like, yeah, I hate to say that. Like, the car that's why
0: I said I can't call them that. I gotta call them Kari Sane and Asuka. I can't even say yeah. that.
1: I respect that. I respect that. It, it 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 always. Whatever they say, whenever they they, I, I read it. I'm like, mm, I don't know, man. This just feels like. I, do do they do they really get their blessing to be able to call them that, or are they just like, hey, this is your name now, go with it, and they're like, sure, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know if they're totally behind this. And some that's another thing too is I feel like Oscar and Kyrie are going through the motions right yep. now. That they're not fully there. That they're not fully you know excited about what they're doing, either being a part of a tag team or just the whole situation. Because both of them, I just I watch them and they're doing these tandem moves, this tandem offense. You know, like you know trying to keep the pace up and you know it's it, it, it. I guess if any other team is doing this, you'd say okay, yeah, this is this is cool. They're skilled, they're talented, whatever, but. You can see it on their faces. There's just this lack of emotion from what we're used to seeing both of them exhibit. They're two of the most animated uh, superstars on the yeah. roster, and when you see them now in the ring, it's like they're just a shell of themselves. Yeah. Like I, I really don't recognize the, the these two women who I I was a huge fan of before. You know, so it's just Oscar sad to was see just
0: pouring out charisma, man, when she when she was even when she was SmackDown's Women's Champion just mm. come out like nobody's ready for Oscar she just you know does her stick. but now it's it's like you know like you said man it's going through the motions man like when when this match came on i was i was really into the match man because i knew i knew the the end result yeah like they they're, they're going to lose so what's the point yeah
1: Yeah, man. So I just thought I'd bring that up because, again, on paper you you see it and you're like, man, you know, there's a lot of talent in this ring, you know, so it should be really cool. And then watching it, I just kind of felt like, wow, this is is actually just kind of one of those highlights of just how, again, two people from the NXT roster came up with a lot of promise and then they just don't know what to do with them. Um, this has been going on for a long time with Oscar, but Kyrie's is fresh, like brand new. Yeah, and for this to her to fall in that same, you know, uh, block of just like again, they did just seem confused with what to do with with her. I, I don't know, man. It's just sad. It's just sad. So, does Vince really have like something against like like
0: Japanese wrestlers?
1: I, I don't like know he does man.
0: not trust them or something like I would I would hate
1: I, I don't want to put that on on him specifically or you know to say it that way necessarily but there's a trend for sure yeah you know with Shinsuke, with yep. Asuka, and now with Kyrie yep. I mean you know EO better just stay in NXT like at this point man' she's doing great work there and for her to come up and then have maybe this happen to her too. It would be hard. You'd be hard-pressed to, to not agree with what you just said, yep. you know, honestly. So, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, they get this right. And, look, Asuka did have a match at WrestleMania with Charlotte Flair. You know, she won the Royal Rumble. She won the Royal Rumble. So, there's good things that have happened to them, too. But, I mean, from the superstars that they were before, how audiences would go nuts anytime that they would hear their music see Asuka with the mask and coming out and, like you said, no one's ready for Asuka and she was undefeated. Like, there was such an energy around Asuka before, and that right now is just dead. And for Shinsuke, like, they're starting to build him up again and we're, but we're not seeing him on pay-per-views. He's not really, you know, he's got the the championship, the uh, Intercontinental Championship, but, you know, his match with Ali, what happened? He just kind of, you know, went forgotten. Um, So, I don't know. It's just... It's just one of those. Yeah, man. Things he's the NWA. IC
0: champion. He's not getting any
1: love. Finn Balor went through the same thing, you know. So yeah, that's it, a
0: good point. That, I mean, is, that is a good point. You know. So, like why it, should I believe they do anything different with Shinsuke, man?
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Um. I think for me, the last kind of notable thing. I mean, Ricochet had his match with Elias, and The Miz had his match with Dolph Ziggler, which. Both of those it, it just, both of those, kind of happened for yeah, me. Yeah. Um, I, nothing really in detail I want to talk about with either one of those. I mean, we talked about Dolph Ziggler a little bit in News and & Notes and how he wanted his release, and yep. Vince kind of reneged on that and didn't give him his release, so there's a contract dispute there. Uh, Ricochet is in the King of the Ring tournament. Elias is in the King of the Ring tournament. The Miz is not in the King of the Ring tournament, actually, if I'm... No, he's case, in. That,
0: I could have sworn. Is he there? there? Yeah, he... Oh, yeah, he's in. He go oh, against okay, Baron Baron face Gordon.
1: now. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I was like, uh, I don't remember seeing his face, but I, I see him now. But um, yeah, so you know that those those matches are, are what they were. But the uh, the main event it was kind of an interesting moment that had happened there with uh, you know the main event was Seth versus AJ Styles, and you know he's got the OC out there with him, and it kind of broke down to a point where you know there was a beatdown happening in the ring. And then it was Ricochet, if I'm not mistaken, he came out. Yep. And um, he was kind of helping out Seth Rollins a little bit, but then the numbers game absolute. was too much. Yep. right? And then Braun Strowman comes out. So Braun Strowman comes out and cleans house, and is just like, you know, running through everybody. And the move that got me, it was, what was it? AJ was getting ready to do some kind of like Hurricane Runner esque type move to him or whatever, and Braun turned that into his power slam yes. in, like, one <laughs> fluid, smooth motion. And I jumped out my seat, like, I damn. Think, what I, think, I, just... I
0: think, you know what, I think he was going for his phenomenal
1: form, and he caught him. Is that what it was? I think that's what I it was. I swear it was like a swing, because he was, was doing swing? something where it was it was like a tilt toward, like work. Like, like, he was spinning almost like, like a, that's why I said Hurricane Rana, because it was kind of like he was getting ready to do something, like, either with his legs or something like that, like he was spinning around Braun. But Braun caught him and just spun. They continued the the same motion that AJ started. They finished it in the power slam, and I'm just like... What the hell did I just see? And Braun, like, he got just enough of him and slammed him down with perfect timing. Yes. And you could see he was excited, too. Boy, like, he got, got up and was, he was hyped. He's like, he was on! so Come on! Right, trying to get the crowd into it, you know. And I think they were chanting one more time. He picked him up and he did it again. He slammed him down with his, his power slam finisher. And, um, yeah, that was just an awesome moment. Yeah. Then he and Seth kind of had a moment. The crowd is watching like, "Oh, what's about to happen? And Braun had the belt. He had the universal championship. And he's looking at Seth, and he's looking at the championship, and he hands him the championship. And Seth's looking at him like, you're just going to hand me this? Or I- I've been here before where people, you know, I kind of trust people, and then I get, you know, you know blindsided <laughs> by something. So, uh, then he took the title, you know, and Braun almost just kind of gave him respect. And that was pretty much it. And I was like, oh, okay. But it definitely teased something there with Braun. So, how do you feel about a potential matchup there? Or what do you think they are building with with, uh, that whole end segment?
0: I just want Braun to be in a main event picture, man. Just, you know, not off to the side doing sideshows with Maria Kanellis. Like... Mm -hmm no that's not what Bron is a special attraction he needs to be treated as such so I think how they used him was great in the main event and you know he was in the last shot just you know celebrating with Ricochet and and Seth Rollins but I I just want to see more of him being part of the the main main event or or some type of storyline man because he right now it's to me I think he's just floating around right now
1: yeah I agree um I, I, we we talked about this when it came to SummerSlam. I felt like Braun should have been in that matchup against Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So you know, for me, you know that that it is what it is. It happened. Now we're here. I want Braun Strowman to be in the main event. And like you said, it's just, it's just time. It's time for him to be in that main event spotlight. To whether it's going to be going against Seth or whoever. But he needs to start being built up again and being treated like the the superstar that he can be. Like, it's just time for that. Yeah, man. Um,
0: that monster, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of have a... Here's, here's my fear is that they are teasing this, but it's not going to go anywhere. Just like a lot of things with Braun just seem to not go anywhere. And then at some point, they decide to have... Hit, now, it can be good, but I feel like... He and the Fiend, or you know, is going to have something going on sooner rather than later. <laughs> okay, I feel like they're they're going to do that, and he's going to lose. Braun, Braun is going to have to lose that matchup just because they're they're building this Fiend character. So I, I'm going to be watching real close to see, like you know, if those lights go out during one of Braun Strowman's matches. I'm going to be excited, but I'm also going to kind of like feel sad too because. I, I need Braun to get built up. Just like how yeah. I feel about Drew McIntyre needing to get built up. I'm like, no, not Braun. No, don't do this I, to I him. I don't want
0: to see the – even though that'd be cool, I don't want right. to see The
1: Fiend go after Braun.
0: Because, yeah, no. you're right. The Fiend would need to go over, not Braun. He he has to. He has he, to. Yeah, man. Like, The Fiend can't take any L's. No, no time soon. No time soon. I'm talking <laughs>
1: – this may go on a while. For real. This winning streak is going to go on yeah. for a while. Yeah. Yeah, because so, the minute he, can he take, take an L, he lose some yeah, of that mystique. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that, that, that is not something that you you mess around with. You keep building this. You have him. I mean, I'm at minimum he needs to be undefeated. I think for a full year at minimum. Mm, like yeah. for the for from the the time he debuted till next year's SummerSlam, like he needs to take no losses, and even beyond that, I, I, think I feel so, kind of yeah. like you need to even go beyond that and just yeah, have this character just. Winning and winning and winning like that is that's just it. That's just what it. Needs now
0: to there be. is rumors too. I don't know if you heard. They're looking at maybe possibly, which I don't. It's kind of weird to me, but they're looking to create
1: a belt just for the fiend. I don't know if you heard that. I did hear that, but I was a little bit unclear on that. Do they mean like it? Let's say he wins the Universal Championship. That he has a custom style belt like Stone Cold did with the the old school WWF belt? Or do they mean like a, a specialty belt where it's like the Fiend belt added on to the current roster of belts? And so you're fighting for the Fiend Championship or whatever, whatever championship they're going to create for him, the Firefly Funhouse Championship. <laughs> like, you know, are they, <laughs> is that, I'm trying to understand, like, where they're coming from because, you know, I could I, I kind of see if you're saying a custom belt for the Fiend, you know, if he were to win a belt, like, he wouldn't have just an ordinary belt and just, like, wear the belts that they currently have. He would He would customize it or they would customize it for him. Um, so I, that's how I, I feel like they're, that I that, think that's what they meant. But if it's like a, yeah, a, a belt for the fiend specifically, like a hardcore championship or, you know, a Firefly Funhouse championship, like, I don't know what that, how I feel about that then. That's kind of weird. Yeah, that would like just a,
0: yeah, like a the fiend belt. This is for the fire. Right. Firefly Funhouse Championship.
1: Firefly Funhouse.
0: Like, yeah, that that totally doing? wouldn't make sense. Like, what are we fighting for? Like, if what are you a champion? Of the Firefly Funhouse? But you get to do shows now if you win? Yeah, you get to run there. the Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You're you're
1: now the main attraction on that segment. You know, as long as you have that belt, you know, you, you're in control of the puppets and you know, you have shows with them. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that that can't happen now. No,
0: no. I, I think what you probably the second maybe the 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 custom, the, the custom belt thing. when he yeah, wins yeah. the belt yeah i think yes. that just suits you right like you got to have a custom belt if you're going to win a championship man. He look. Yeah. yeah because he is selling merch left and right he had like these specialty boxes uh these what is it firefly funhouse box and it you know it was only 500 and he sold out they sold out like within the first man. hour or something like
1: that God. good for Bray Wyatt yeah. man he, he, he's doing
0: me. good man he's doing good with this character
1: wow. Ah, uh, to think because that's another person that for a while they we were like, man, where is Bray Wyatt? What's he doing? Like they're not using him. They're so pissed off, and now he's the biggest star in the company. You could make an argument for him being the biggest star in the company right now. Yeah, like that's crazy because he he
0: definitely made an impact, especially yeah. the debut of the Fiend. Like he, when's the last time you had a WWE superstar just change the atmosphere? Yeah, Uh, uh, of the stadium like that. The Undertaker, exactly, man.
1: You know what I'm saying? So he was the Undertaker. I mean, for a minute, I was thinking Alistair Black could have that, and he still, to an extent, could have his own version of that. But but now I I wasn't feeling what.
0: Yeah, I wasn't feeling like what
1: I was feeling when the Fiend debuted. Exactly was, that's, what I'm, that's what I mean yeah like without the fiend, like had the fiend not happened prior to that like when when I went out to NXT takeover Chicago you know when I saw Alistair Black's entrance live in person I mean I felt that. It was like, oh, and then everyone's singing the song, you know, and yeah. it's just like he comes out and the casket or not the casket, but the thing raises him up, and then he has this these like, you know, customized. See because like, of that ad- added armor. sound effect. Now you're saying <laughs> Yeah, I'm saying casket. Yep, yep, yep. They they got me. That's what they want me to Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> you know, his the board that raises him up, basically, out of the out of the ground from the mist. You know, and he's wearing these, like, customized, like, shoulder pad slash vests, you know, and it's, like, got all the spikes and everything. Like, Alistair has a great presence he overall. Does. You know, they're just jacking it up with all these stupid backstage just promos that they keep yeah. doing that I hate. What you
0: think of that you promo? It was a couple of weeks ago before SummerSlam. He's on the floor. Or, no, he was on the floor. He was on. <laughs>
1: no, I don't He, he was mean. just on that, that board. He was on the board, <laughs> and they, were, they showed that they the camera <laughs> in his face looking down. So, for context, in Aleister Black's uh, uh, entrance, he's usually laying down right on a board, and it and this board will raise him up so he could be to his feet. So, imagine laying down flat on the floor, and then you have this board like prop you into a standing position. So, for one of the segments on SmackDown, what ends up happening is, I forget who was in the ring. I think, was it Sami Zayn? Sami Zayn. It was Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's in the ring, you know, saying he's going to teach Alistair, or he's going to help Alistair, he's going to give him the help that he needs, blah, blah, blah. And Alistair Black, for whatever reason, they put a camera on Alistair Black as he's laying on the ground on this board. And Alistair Black is like, Well, Sammy, I'm here to let you know that that match is happening tonight. And then they raise him up, and it's like, this is the goofiest thing I've ever seen. Alistair on his back with that microphone in his hand, it kind of like lost all mystique. With the smoke in the background, too, man. With the smoke, like, (laughs) why am I seeing this? Like, I feel like I should not be allowed to see this angle. Like, this should not happen. You just, you're you're doing everything to try to destroy the mystique of this man. It it was. It it was
0: silly. He's talking with his eyes closed, with the smoke going, in in a laying down position. Giving yeah. a promo, a full promo.
1: promo. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to Sammy Zayn trying to be all badass and hard, like, you know, well, Sammy. I'm like, no, no. Oh, man. <laughs> it's uh, like, what is this? It was so jarring. It was so it weird was. seeing that, man. I'm okay, like, what uh, am I watching right dude, now? Yeah. It was bad. What are we doing? What
0: are we doing with Alistair Black?
1: <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Oh, man. Yeah, I. Uh, Gosh, that was that was painful. That was painful. But anyway, so I think that's going to do it for Raw unless you have any final notes or things you wanted to add about what had happened this Monday night Raw. It was a, it was a decent card overall. Yeah, it was decent. Um, it, but, it was yeah. a
0: decent card. We had, you know, a great, you know, re-debut of Sasha Banks and yes, a good match yes. between I think it was a match of the night for, for Raw between Cedric, Cedric Alexander and Andrew. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I agree. I agree, 100%. No need to say more, so that'll do it for the Raw Recap. We're going to catch you here in a little bit for the SmackDown Recap, but for Devin, this is a feast. We will catch you next time. Peace! Alright guys, thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.